Inside Speedway is brought to you by P1 Australia and by Speedway Classics Magazine on sale now. From the dirt tracks across Australia, welcome to Inside Speedway with Dennis Newman and Craig Ravel. Hello again here to Inside Speedway. Craig Ravel with you. Dennis Newlin, as we have mentioned over the last few weeks, is working hard on that latest edition of Speedway Classics. We'll be out in and around October, so we're all looking forward to that one. As we look this week on the show, great opportunity to find out more about karting, Speedway karting in Australia. We speak to the Speedway Australia Carter of the Year in Alicia Fielder and a great chat with her as well. So uh, that is coming up later today on Inside Speedway. Also looking at some good news for James McFadden, who I mentioned last week was announced as the Sportsman of the Year. He's making his way over to the United States to run in the 360 Knoxville National. So he's going over there to defend his title and it's the third 30th annual 360 Knoxville Nationals this year. So we wish him all the very best as it should be a a great event. We've already seen a lot of racing over there in the States. And uh, as the world of outlaws continues on, they've got races over the weekend, coming up on Friday actually, at I-55. So they'll be back at I-55. In the last couple of races, Plymouth Speedway and Wayne County both last weekend were postponed. So uh, the World of Outlaws getting an enforced break as they get set to head over to I-55 for the next race. And uh, we should look at the points in the uh, World of Outlaws series as uh, it's still Brad Sweet leading by 18 points over Logan Stewart. Sweet with seven wins and 19 top fives so far this season. Stewart, five wins and 19 top fives. Then it's Donny Schatz, Carson Macedo and Sheldon Horton Child rounding out the top five. So the World of Outlaws in action this weekend. So we go now to our feature interview here on Inside Speedway, and it was great to catch up with Alicia Fielder. Inside Speedway is available on sportsradio.com.au, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dirt Track Channel.com. Well, we're now joined on Inside Speedway by Alicia Fielder, who is the Speedway Australia. Carter of the Year. Congratulations, a, a fantastic honour to pick up. Thank you so much. Yeah, honestly, it means so much to me to get that award. Where did your Where did your motor racing career start? Um, actually, funny enough, no one in my family races. You know, not many people in my family actually know what, what Speedway was. And um, a family friend of ours raced at the time, and it was actually my twin brother's um, friend on his footy team. And um, so my twin brother got into just playing around with the go-karts at a practice track with them. And um, obviously he was pretty slow and, and they foul a lot. So if you go too slow, they foul. And um, my dad was sick and tired of replacing the spark plug. So he chucked me in it one day and I 
put my foot down and it was officially my go-kart from then on. <laughs> you uh, got his nose out of joint by being faster than him? Yeah, so he never got back in it again, ever. And it was officially mine. What did you like about it? What did you find uh, about getting in there that uh, really sparked it for you? I think the adrenaline and, and just like the wind and everything like that, like it, it was just something I never felt before. So, you know, it was something different. And also I was better than my twin brother at it and we were very competitive back in the day. So to have that against him, you know, made me want to do it even more. So at what age was this you started racing? Um, I, first time I jumped in it, I was just, you know, on a practice track for a while. Maybe when I was about 12 or 13, I think. Yeah, around that time. It's now taking you all over the country racing, not only the, uh, what is being called Outlaw Speedway carts, but you've also had a, a recent run in a, a wingless sprint. Yeah, massive thank you to the the Tembi family for that opportunity. Um, I wouldn't have imagined myself, you know, um, being in this position today back then. You know, it was purely just a, a fun thing for me to do back then. You know, and I started taking it a bit more serious, you know, a bit more serious. You know, I started meeting new people, you know, and opening up to the Speedway world. And I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. What's your home track? You're, you're from what, Curry up in Victoria? Yeah, so actually I'm located just out of Kuru in a small town called Bales. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there isn't that many tracks around um, where I am. Uh, Naira is probably the closest, although speedway carts don't generally race at Naira. Um, so I'd probably say Avalon, which is a well-known track. Yep. And when did, you, when did you sort of make the step up from just racing at your local track to then starting to travel all across the state and eventually interstate? Um, well, it was after about uh, – I'd done a few races and had some time off and then um, got back into racing. So it was probably just my last season in juniors, you know, I managed to get the opportunity. Um, Mark Craven ended up bring me on board and, uh, and I ended up racing with him. And he was the one that basically took me everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I'll tell you about two and a half years ago, three years ago. And has all your racing been on the dirt? Uh, yeah, I've never been in any other motorsports except for, yeah, dirt. When you are out there... What's what's the thing that drives you, and and what can you put it down to? White line fever, or what? What is it that's made you so competitive? I think it's you know I love the atmosphere. So, but I, the, I'm a very competitive like I'm a very competitive person. Sorry, and um, you know just that adrenaline. You know you're not thinking about anything else. You're literally just thinking about trying to get past the next. Or, you know, try, there's just so many things you're thinking about just to do with racing, you know. Nothing else comes to your mind except for, you know, taking the right line and trying to get past the line. It's, very, it's a very strategic um, mindset you've got to have when you're out there. And I think I, I, I love that about racing. You, uh, you have now won an amazing amount of titles in just a... Well, just a few years, really. What has been uh, 
Can you run us through all the state titles and, of course, the national titles that you've now won? Yeah, so I actually started off um, about uh, two seasons ago. I started my first um, Vic title in Mildura and I got third and that was my first sort of step up into seniors, um, which was, you know, I loved that. Like I was astonished, you know, I never thought that I'd be able to, you know, get that. And uh, after that, I went to the New South Wales titles and I jumped in at Outlaw Cup for the first time. Um, and I managed to actually start pulling in the Outlaw part for the state title. My first ever run in it. Um, unfortunately, I ended up third, my stuff up, um, in that class. But I also did bring home second in the standard class. Further on from that, I think I raced the Queensland title, if I'm right, um, which I brought home second. Um, and then I just kept working my way up. I think it was the next big title I brought home a third. That was my first of, you know, first spot on a, on a podium for the state title. Further on from that, I went to the NT title, brought home second and third. Um, and then also the Aussies, you know, I prepared so much for that race. And my mum was in it, you know, and everything just worked out, you know, perfect for me. And I, I raced two different classes, so I'm not seeing them all. Um, but... Yeah, and I managed to get the first of the Aussie titles, which is, you know, it was the highlight of my career. You know, I never thought I'd be able to get there. You know, it was one of my goals that I worked so hard to try and achieve. Um, and, yeah, I managed to get it and also bring home uh, second in the Outlaw class. Now, for people who might be familiar with traditional karting, which is generally on the tarmac, what is the difference between speedway carts and then the outlaw speedway carts? All right. So uh, if we're talking about FKA outlaw carts, generally a lot. They're probably one of the second fastest carts you sort of said, second fastest sort of carts. You know, you can sort of get in that um, level of racing and it's just a lot more power, I guess. You know, a lot more control around the corners with the amount of speed that you've got and stuff like that. You have found your way to uh, what is a very interesting time in the sport, isn't it, with the way that the outlaws have been gaining more and more profile and more and more interest? Yeah, so the wing outlaw cart, you know, is definitely something that I want to invest in. And... I know they're massive over in the state, and it can be definitely a very big stepping stone in, um, you know, getting to know people from across, you know, not only Australia, but I'm guessing, you know, over in the states as well, you know, and, and making a, a popular sport would be something I'd be very interested in, you know, seeing in the future. You, this isn't the first time you've been on Speedway Australia's radar either, is it? Last year, I think you were given a Rising Star Award, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, just an, another thing to add to the list of goals, you know, I wanted to try and achieve. And, and that was, you know, uh, something I'd never thought that that would, you know, a speedway carter because, you know, we're, we're not a very popular sport, even though, you know, we're the up and coming, you know, um, stars of speedway, I guess, you know, where everyone starts. So I was, you know, um, I was in shock when they, you know, told me that I got in. 
what is your motor racing goal? If you didn't come from a family of races, then you probably didn't have any, um, you didn't have anyone putting a thought about which way your motor racing career could go. So what have you looked around and seen as what you want to achieve? Personally, myself, you know, I do want to stay on dirt and I, I want to get into a midget or a sprint car, you know, something I aspire to, you know, get into in the future. Um, you know, I have thought about going down on the bitumen, you know, pathway. Uh, um, obviously, money is a lot more, you know, you know, I need a lot more money to do that. And it's not really where my passion is, you know. Um, I love the environment in Speedway and you know, everyone's, you know, massive family. That's, you know, one thing that's really kept me there. You know, the amount of support you can get from people, and I, I really had that support because you know, for my family, they they weren't really into racing, and they didn't really, you know, know that adrenaline feeling. So to have that support from the speedway community, you know, you just don't get that anywhere else. So I really want to say to the speedway community, and and yeah, love racing on dirt. Now, you got that trial in the well. You've had a couple of runs, I think, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, on the. Uh, wingless sprint, what was the thing that really opened your eyes to that next level of uh, Speedway? Um, I guess just, you know, there's a lot more a lot more competitors and um, the type of driving, you know, is completely different to anything you know, I've been in. Um, the steering, you know, is completely different. You know, Saga, everything was completely different. So, you know, it took me a little bit to warm up to it. Um, probably the biggest thing was, you know, probably that power that, you know, in, in a go-kart, you know, I could probably go the same speed, you know, and it feels really, really fast in, in the wing list. So, you know, um, it was just a different type of feeling altogether. So, you know, it's hard to explain, but yeah, it was claustrophobic as well. It is. Yeah, the roll cage would make quite a, a bit of difference because you don't have that peripheral vision that you would have in a cart where you can see what the front wheels are doing, see what uh, when you're getting right up behind someone or right beside someone, you can't see as clearly, can you? No, and and that was you know, a big thing for me to try and overcome because you know, I'm so used to being in the corner you know, and if you're, you're drifting a little bit in the go-kart, you know, you can see someone beside you or, you know, either side of you where in the wingless, you know, you have to sort of hold your line like really you know, hold your line because you didn't know if someone was, you know, trying to pass it on the outside or trying to pass it on the inside. So, you know, you had to hold your line. So since we've had the shutdown for uh, COVID-19, how have you managed to, uh, you know, get the bug, the racing bug out of the view? Uh, it, it's still there. I just, it's itching to come out and, and honestly just, just I, I just watch videos all the time of racing, like you know, and, and especially um, what's the word, like old old memories and stuff like that. Because I literally I can't get out. You know, I've thought about trying to start up and just go for a little run in the paddock or something because I was on twenty eighties, but unfortunately I can't. And I'm seeing everyone else in different states, you know, and getting back into getting back into their racing because I'm in Melbourne. You know, we're in stage four lockdown at the moment, so you know we can't do anything. And um, oh, the racing bug is just itching to, to come out, you know. Now, you have uh, obviously got some plans for 2020, 2021. 
how are they coming together and what are you looking forward to uh, when you can get back out racing again? What's what's the year got in store for you? So I hope to, you know, try and defend my titles. Um, you know, I hope to try and get back out there as much as I can. Um, I just finished year 12, so last year, you know, I was able to take a few days off school here and there, but I've got a full-time job now, so it's going to be very hard to try and, you know, take off days. Uh, but I'm still going to try, you know, my hardest to probably go around to the States and try do my state titles, you know, again and see if I can defend those. I want to look into investing in a new outlaw, um, but my options are open. You know, I'm, I'm not too sure if I should start saving for a midget or something. You know, it's going to be a long time saving, but you know, or try out in a wing outlaw cart first. I definitely want to have a go at that. You know, in the next season. Um, yeah, so just play here by here with. Everything you've been doing, you said it has been um, financially probably fairly tough. How have you managed to uh, keep yourself racing and keep yourself in a competitive position? Yeah, um, massive thank you, um, Mark Craven. He's the one that, you know, he, he took me every year, you know, he paid for the fuels and the tyres, you know, and he was the one that kept me racing, which, you know, um, beyond, you know, I, I can't thank him enough for doing that. Otherwise, you know, personally myself, I probably wouldn't have been racing. Um, just due to, you know, how expensive it actually can be. Um, but now, you know, I've finished school, I can start saving up myself and and hopefully, you know, um, get back out there and do all those things that I was before. Um, yeah, as I said before, it, it's a lot more expensive than what people, you know, think of. And I know sometimes it's just, it's just an old billy part, but, Today's, you know, standards, everyone's got all the new gear, everyone's got good motors, you know, you're always constantly getting them rebuilt, you know, so the money is just flying through, you know. Um, yeah. And will you, uh, how often in the uh, Speedway carts do you have to upgrade your equipment? I imagine there's reasons for it wearing out maybe a bit more than what it might do on the asphalt. But then again, the dirt's a bit more uh, forgiving and needs a different setup, which um, could let it last a bit longer. Yeah, well, um, bitumen is a it's, it's a lot more expensive, obviously. Um, dirt, so you know, to try and be competitive, you've got to have good tires on. You know, pretty much every single race, you've got to have have a good set of tires on, and and you know, you could go through that set of tires in just one heat. Um, you know, as we all know. Um, you know, so I guess that's probably the biggest wear and tear would be tyres and then, you know, you've got motors and if you're unfortunate with motors, I've been pretty lucky, you know. Um, that's obviously another expense that you gotta pay for. And then probably the travelling fee, you know, just trying to get around to each state, each track, you know. Um, the fuel cost would obviously, you know, it it can be very high. How many races did you do last season? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I was pretty much racing if it wasn't every weekend, every second weekend, you know, and, and a lot of those were out of state. Um, if you've been following me on uh, my Facebook page, you know, I've been also racing ADCA in South Australia. So in between doing Speedway events, I'd be racing the ADCA over in, um, in South Australia, Strathalbyn most of the time, which is left and right racing. Mm-hmm. 
So it's got a bit of a dog leg in the track and stuff like that. Yep. We used to um, call it short circuit. Oh, really? Before my time, maybe. But, um, yeah, so I, I probably could, I could not tell you how many races I actually did last year. And every and if I wasn't racing myself, you know, I'd be going away with the Tembies and pitting with them on the wing list. Um, that's a good one. I'll probably have to calculate that later tonight. <laughs> and do you have a favourite track? Because you've raced on a, so many different styles of track from clay to you know, the shale at Gilman to uh, yeah, Parramatta. Hey. Is there is there a surface that you really have enjoyed or a track you've really enjoyed more than others? Um, I would probably say I, I, I do really like, you know, the solo, solo bike track, the loose track, you know, um, especially, you know, when they start getting a little bit flat, you know. Um, but I do really like Tenworth. That you know has been one of my favourite tracks for a while now, and I only raced there once, um, and that was the New South Wales title. But I loved it. What was it about the Tamworth track that really took your fancy? I think you know uh, the track itself. Um, it is a quite you know quite it's a big track, so you know you're, you're full throttle the whole way, you know, and you don't you don't really lift. Uh, and, you know, in, in Victoria, you know, we do have really small tracks. Red Lines, you know, a big track for us. But Avalon, you know, and, and all those tracks, are, they're quite small. So, you know, I wasn't very used to racing on the big track. So that I think that's just what grabbed my attention from the start. Well, Alicia, it's been great to speak with you here on Inside Speedway. And we really look forward to seeing how the 2020-21 season progresses and also seeing your progression up through the ranks of Speedway because it sounds like you've uh, got some, well, big ambitions before the end of your Speedway career. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, I enjoyed this time and um, a bit out of my comfort zone, but, yeah, thank you. My thanks to Alicia Fielder there. Great to speak with her on Inside Speedway. Now, as we continue our look, we have been following the uh, Sparta team. And as we stand now, the Sparta team is just in the top four of that Polish league. So they've had the six matches, seven points with three wins and one draw and a loss as well. Three points behind Lesno, who has only run the five matches. Then you've got Gora, he sits in second, has had six matches, but he's on nine points with four wins. And then it's Moto Lubin who's had seven matches, well, the most of any in the top four. So their last event for the Warclaw side was up against Rubnik, and they won that fairly easily in the end. It was 63 to 27. The Speedway Grand Prix, well, Warclaw, where is the home of Sparta? They've got the 29th of July. Well, 28th and 29th of July. Then it stays in Poland for Gorzol on the 11th and 12th of September. They're running at Prague on the 18th and 19th. 
They've got an event on the 2nd of October, which is to be confirmed, but they're going to run at Turin in Poland again on the 3rd of October. So that's the latest rundown of the calendar for the Speedway Grand Prix. Interesting, Max Frick, who runs for the Warclaw side, he and Matty Zagar are going to return to Gorson in a bid to secure 2021 qualification at the GP Challenge on August 22nd. So both Matty Zagar and Frick locked in to this year's Speedway Grand Prix and they did that through the challenge in Croatia last year. Zagar winning the meeting and Frick finished third behind Niels Christian Everson. So they're hoping that they can once again lock themselves in early in the season to the uh, to the 2021. They have released the 2021 dates. You can see them starting in Poland on May 15. The 22nd of May, they're going to Germany for the German Grand Prix. The British Grand Prix is locked in for the 17th of July. The 31st of July is at Warclaw for the second Grand Prix of Poland. And then they've locked in Danish Grand Prix at Voyens in the 11th of September. So that's the 21-2021 season so far. Thanks for being with us once again on Inside Speedway. Looking forward to catching up with you next time round. Till then, keep smiling and bye for now. Tune in next week for more on Inside Speedway. Inside Speedway is produced by Thunder Media. Any reproduction, accounts, or descriptions of the program without written permission from Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Inside Speedway is brought to you by P1 Australia and by Speedway Classics Magazine. On sale now.